week of Matthew Thomas every time I go to India and report when I come home. And now today you can see him and his wonderful wife, Elizabeth, uh, in person. And uh, it's great to have them here. If you want to know more about the uh, ministry, in the Bible blog is all about what's happening in Itarsi, what uh, Dr. Thomas does. In fact, our last missionary thing a month ago that was in here was featured that uh, James had made up uh, for us to read about. So you get better acquainted with it, as if you haven't heard me talk about it enough. It's been 25 years that uh, I've been going and with, uh, knew them before that, but uh, going to be with them in Antarsi, India. Great ministry has begun. I don't know where I've seen a greater ministry take place, much variety, and I have to re-attribute all the building has laid the groundwork with his father, church, the Bible college, but from there on we went on, he went on to a seminary, of course a boys orphanage, girls orphanage, all, it's all told in here about the great things that are done. Now we've got a school that is uh, just, what do you say, 199 enrolled now, and uh, going up all the time for grade school, Christian grade school. God's just moving in that place. And uh, it's just such a powerful move of the Holy Spirit. I am so happy that uh, they can, when they come home for just a few weeks, will book us on a Sunday morning. So would you welcome Dr. Matthew Thomas for our meeting today. God bless. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. What a joy and delight for me to be back in this church and to see Donna sitting there. Donna, make sure to tell Pastor Hedy Schmidt. That's the church God called me into the ministry in moments. Let him know I'm preaching before I fly back. I'm flying back on 28th August, back to India. I'm preaching in moments. Because that's the place. I took my dad... And he was preaching there. I never thought God will call me out in the ministry from a small church. Those who are helping the church in ushering, greeting, altar workers. That's the thing I did since 1977 till 1992. Men's ministry, twice a month. I used to even make breakfast for people there. Did the teaching till 1992, Sunday school, drama ministry. I never knew God was preparing me for the ministry. Never knew. In that small farm community church, God spoke to me clearly, son, I need you for India. Being the business world, I negotiated with God. I know you don't do that thing, that's okay. But I negotiated Chamber of Commerce in Country Club Hills, two term of the president of the Chamber of Commerce. So I know how to negotiate. But when God has a call upon a life, no negotiation will work. No second option he gives. We took off, 92. And you know the best encouragement I received was your legacy pastor, Dr. Merrill. He said to me, <coughs> uh, when his, he made the first trip, uh, church, you have to know, 
When he made the first trip, I took him to tribal area near Bombay. And he said, this is not my cup of tea. But 94, I brought him to my hometown where we have the Bible college. You have to know the niche in the business world we teach. You have to know. So I know if I bring him to the Bible college, he won't say that word. I brought him. He saw what we do in our Bible college. We just had undergraduate that time. Piece of land was there close to my home. Dr. Merrill and I, the whole church, march around that land, claim that land for the seminary. Now we have Master of Divinity, Masters of Theology, and God willing, this year we'll start a doctoral program. Accreditation is coming to check on us in month of September to see whether we can do or not. Whether they do or not, we are going to do it. Because when we have endorsement from God, we don't have to worry about anything. Amen. We have prepared leaders. I think the bulletin says uh, that uh, we have thousand connections with the churches, but we have planted 1,967 churches from the Bible College. All are not in our fellowship. Some are working in different places. That's okay. Our goal is to train, equip, mentor, coach young leaders all over India so they can do the work what God has called them to do. My goal is to expand the kingdom of God. Nothing else. Just kingdom of God. That's all. That's why we travel a lot in different countries. I'm here. Last Sunday I was in California before I, I was in Canada preaching in Seattle. Leave Wednesday to Colorado Spring. Next Sunday I will be in Beacon, New York to Allentown and the last service in moments. Go back to India. Pray for us. We need a lot of prayer, a lot of persecution. I'm not here to get sympathy, but if you follow the news, we have a lot of challenges in India. Three and a half weeks, one of the pastors was shot dead in front of the church building. Ladies, they have to think twice to come to church now because they came with a new thing. They come with a hockey stick and they beat the ladies if they go to church. Yes, buildings have been burned. Tent has been burned. A lot of things they do, but nothing, no one can stop us. Because we believe gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of God. Gates of hell will not prevail against. When I do the teaching on team leadership, I always mention Christian Life Church. Beautiful example. People are in this church consistently for many, many years. I think Leanne is in this church before Adam. Oh, sir, 40 some years. Pastor Fred, 31, 31 years in this church, college, connected to the college. But before I forget, Pastor Fred is full of jokes. I'm talking. You have to ask all the time. Last night he gave me two. This morning he gave me one new joke and he told. 
I'm like, he can pick up, he can make a joke out of the bulletin, you know, bulletins, you know. I remember, you know, he was reading a bulletin and, but he tells me something. Some of the jokes will not work from the platform. He told me today, please do not use this joke from the platform. So I will leave the camel there in the desert. He knows what I'm talking. Pastor Harry Schmidt, long time. And now, generation. When I saw Jody's kids there, I was so blessed last night when one of the kids was leading the worship. Lauren is planning to be in India in summer months. It's not that hot, just maybe 115 degrees that time. So be, be ready. Be ready for that. Uh, Luke did excellent. I said, Luke, Merrill did excellent. We were only 107 students in our Christian grade school, kindergarten to fifth grade. Only 107 because his first year, we completed one year complete. He came, he inspired, the, the kids went and advertised for us. I have now 198. And I know when Luke comes, we'll increase to 250. Uh, pray for us. Pray for us. We need your prayers. College is doing good. 139 full-time students in the Bible College. 87 boys and girls in the orphanage. Ministry is growing. We dedicated our church building. Pastor was there. Dr. Merrill was in our church. We dedicated that building debt-free. I said debt-free. God has been good. Pray for the school. We have a lot of needs in the school. A lot of needs. We have to buy a lot of stuff. Even in, still in the church. You just pray that God will release finances for us. He has not disappointed us. I have completed 25 years in a town where there is no deep ditch pizza. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get it. I said, I've completed 25 years in a town, there is no deep ditch, no hamburgers. Yes. If you eat hamburger, if you eat beef, they will cut your arm. You see, the, you, the news is all over now, or they will put you in the jail for 10 years. So you make a choice, eat lamb burger or beef burger. Lamb burger you can eat, they will not put you in the jail. But if you eat beef burger, but God kept me for 25 years. I love it. Mission, I enjoy the mission, and I will not give up what God has put in my heart. I will not compromise. I will keep on doing what God has called me to do. Last night, I spoke on the topic, El Shaddai. God is sufficient. And I brought five needs of every human being. And we can see. Oh, Jerry, good to see. You are also in the church for a long time. Long time. How God takes care of all your needs. All your needs. But this morning, I said, I will speak on three most powerful words of 21st century believers. Because we are getting 
so weak and shallow because we live in a society, not in this church, but in society around us, they have diluted the word of God. They have watered down the word of God. They have compromised just to get the people in the church. Crowd means nothing to me. I have been taught by my dad, go after building quality people. And that will be only through the inspired word of God. I'm not against revelations. I'm not against prophecies. I'm not against the word of wisdom. I was preaching in a church. I preached 93 minutes. And after that, one person comes at the altar, said, Dr. Thomas, do you have word for me? I said, I did for 93 minutes here. What do you need now more than that? You want me to do another 10 minutes? I can do it. But I think we have been spoiled in America. I can say because my children are born and brought up in this country. Elizabeth became American citizen in 1976. So we know the culture, we know the tradition, but tradition and culture cannot become your doctrine. We have the word of God. We have to live according to the word of God. So let me read a scripture from the book of Daniel. And I know we have different translations. So as a young brother there on the psalm to put the scripture for me on the screen, book of Daniel chapter 11, 32. Don't worry, because Pastor Fred told me, 1120, he's leaving the church. He told me, 1120, he'll be gone. I said, you can be gone, but Holy Spirit is with me. I will not be gone. No, no. I, I will be here according to the schedule. Now here, look to this passage. It's very important. If you will get this scripture in your heart, we believers will be different. We Christians will be different. It says, but people who know their God shall be strong and do great things. Two people got it. I said, two people already got it. I have plenty of time. I have 33 minutes. Till you get it, I'm going to read that one. It's on the board again, PowerPoint. But people who know their God shall be strong, not yo-yo, shall be strong and they will do great things. Now, thank God, half of the people got it. I was preaching in a conference in Indonesia, small church, very small, 127,000 members, 11 services in the weekend, and just in weekend, 11 services. I spoke 10, and at the last service, which was 11 o'clock midnight to midnight, I said, Pastor, you can handle that one. Let me go and enjoy third heaven. I read a passage from 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17. I read twice, five times, 10 times, 15 times, 20 times, till all got it. Once they got it, we had the revival in the church. And I want you to focus your eye on this scripture. 
and ponder for a few minutes with me. They that know their God shall be strong and do great things. You will do great things. Not because you are intellectual or your library is full of books. Or you know how to download a sermon. You shall be strong because you know your God. I said, you know your God. Not just knowing about God. So three most powerful words for CLC this morning. Number first is knowing. Number two is being. And number three is doing. Simple. Knowing, being, doing. And don't change the sequence. And say, please do not change the sequence. A lot of people, they just want to do. And that's why they become total failure. Because without knowing and becoming strong, don't do anything. That's why we have a lot of weak churches. Because the leader or the elder or the deacon or trustee board, without knowing God, they're trying to great, do great things. It will never happen. I said it will never happen. But I have seen even in a Muslim country in Malaysia, we were there in Malaysia, we saw with our own eyes how churches are growing in Muslim countries, how churches are growing in China. They don't have everything what we have. We have everything. In America, we, are, we have everything. We are in the high-tech society. But we don't know our God. We don't know our God. The highest priority you and I must have is to know God. Do you know your God? I said, do you know your God? Or do you know him only as Savior, just as a Redeemer? But do you know him as your Father? Do you know him as your friend? Do you know him as your sustainer? Do you know him as your healer? Do you know him as your provider? Do you know him as your shepherd? Do you know him? It's easy to quote the scriptures, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but you will do first thing. When the need comes in our life, you go and knock the door of the bank. Do you know him? Do you know him? What do you mean by knowing God? This is a hearty desire of God himself. In book of Jeremiah, I want you to open book of Jeremiah just for information so that we will learn something here. Jeremiah 29, sorry, Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 says, this is what the Lord says. Not Matthew Thomas. First thing I want to make it very clear. This Bible is not from India. This is not a third world country printed Bible. I bought it in America. So I'm not bringing something from the third world country. This Bible 
is inspired word of God. And the word of God says, this is what the Lord says, don't let wise boast in their wisdom. Solomon had all the wisdom. All the wisdom he had. But he could not control himself. Many wives and concubines. We are married for more than 44 years. It's very hard to even take care of one wife. I don't know how he could do it. Okay. And powerful boast in their power. Goliath had all the power. Samson had all the power. But the word of God says, don't boast in your power. Or rich, boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me. And understand me, who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth. Do you know him? Do you know him? What do you mean by knowing God? Listen to me carefully. Knowing God means, very simple, I'm going to make it simple. I teach in the Bible college, so I will not bring the Hebrew and Greek word. I'll make it very simple, down to earth. A encounter with God where you build intimate relationship with Him so who is influences who you are. Oh, you don't get it. Knowing God will influence your life. His character will become your character. His character will become your character. You will have his thinking. You will have his plan. You will have his goal. You will have his heart. You will have his burden. You will have his passion. Knowing God will change you inside out. And then knowing God will change you inside out. Knowing God is more than information. I'm going to let you know one more time. Knowing God is more than information. You can collect the information. You can write a journal. You can write a book about God. But knowing God is more than information. Knowing God is more than feelings. Oh, I feel the presence of God. And when you leave through these doors at 11.26, he told me 11.20, 11.25. So when you leave from these doors, Feelings will leave with you. Your feelings are fleeting emotions. And the feelings are fleeting emotions. They come and they go. And then some Christians, they think uh, knowing God is religious experiences. You can fall 25 times backward. I didn't say forward. I said backward. 
That thing I see in America, they fall backward. Only person in the Bible who fall backward is when enemy came to us Jesus Christ. Every time I see like John the Revelator fall on his face with reverence. But all these religions, they go through all those things. And then when they go in the car, they use the language which is not in Webster Dictionary. They organize, they say, I'm a good organizer. They organize their fingers and make a fist over their wife. Knowing God is more than religious experiences. Listen to me. Knowing God is who he is, you become who you are. I want, this is my desire this morning. I said, this is my desire. I know him. I said, I know him personally in the language of Job. I know him personally and practically for last 59 years. Pastor Fred, don't try to figure out my age. I'm young. I'm very young. I told my church three weeks ago, I'm going to preach the next 25 years. Then you can call me old man. Not before that. Because I have been taught by my dad never to call anyone old. Experience. Do you know God? I said, do you know God? There's a different level of knowing God. There's a different level. You can collect all the facts. Simply knowing a fact does not mean you know God. Number two, finding the truth behind a fact does not mean you know God. You can dissect, you can do the research, and you can find the truth behind a fact and you still die in your sin. Knowing God is coming into a personal relationship with Him. Personal, intimate relationship with Him. Do you, do you know Him? I said, do you know Him? Most of the basic blessings of your life is based on knowing God. In knowing God, all the basic blessings depends on knowing God. For example, let me give you only one example, theological. Knowing God personally is salvation. John the Gospel, chapter 17, verse 3. They that know him will have eternal life. Simple. People get confused, you know. What is eternal life? Simple. Just you know him personally, that is salvation. To know him progressively. I said, to know him progressively is sanctification. And to know him perfectly is glorification. The three major doctrines is built on knowing God. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? I want to know him. The question comes, how you can know him? There, I was in Canada, there was a great, he has written many books. He says, you can know him through creation. Because they, they are promoting more about creation now. Yes, 
I can know Psalm 19. I can know 1 through 5. I can know the glory of God through the creation. I can know the greatness of God and I can know the goodness of God from Psalm 19. But that will not bring me to an intimate relationship. I can hold on to the tree. Oh yes, beautiful, fruitful tree. That does not mean you know God. Then how you'll know God? Number one, through the written word of God. You will know God through written word of God. And number two, through incarnate word, which is Lord Jesus Christ. When disciple came and asked Jesus, show us Father, Jesus replied, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So you can know God just collecting the facts through creation. You can know God by reading his word. You can know God by building a relationship with Jesus Christ. You will know God. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? If not, you will never do, or you will never become strong, and you will never do great things. You will have 87 things to reach the unreached people. I was in a church. 87 things. They tried to impress me. Long list. 45 people in the church. Don't impress me. Dr. Mel has seen how we are impacting thousands and thousands of people in India. Please do not try to impress me with all the programs, all the degrees and diplomas. God is very much interested this morning that you will know him. Do you know him? Because once you know him, you will become strong. I will give you an example. I'm watching the big clock there. For Indian preacher, clock has no meaning. But I have to be careful because Dr. Merrill is coming to speak in my conference. And if he say, yes, you said clock has no meaning. I gave him 30 minutes I mean, with transition, one hour. He said, no, you took 10 minutes extra in my church. He will do for me, so I'll be careful. Listen to me. When you know God, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of challenges, you will come like Job. Oh, everything was taken away from Job. Everything was taken away from Job. His finances, his fitness, his family, all taken away. Friends, family, friends, finances, fitness, taken away. In the midst of all, look to Job. In chapter 19, he says, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. I want you to turn with me to the book of Job, chapter 42. Very powerful passage in chapter 42. 
what a, what a statement of Job in 42 verse 2 says, I know, oh, Job, what do you mean you know? You have, you have boils, all your children are gone. But what he says in the closing, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. Do you know this God? Can you say like Job, you can do anything and no one can stop you. I said, no one can stop you. That's why I have taken a radical bold step in India. When they tried to stop the Bible college, and they said, you have to put the idols in the building because it's an education institute. I said, no. I'm going to put a cross. I put a big cross. We just put a cross. Dr. Merrill will see when he arrives in the Christian grade school. I put a 22-foot tall cross. I'm not going to put the idols. I don't worship idols. I worship the living God. And I know one thing. God can do anything. He can stop the mouth of those enemies. Now my best friends are my enemies. Christmas, on Christmas Eve, 24, we read the scripture for 12 hours. 77 people read the scripture. No revelation, no explanation. We just read the scripture because word has power. I know, I know word has power. 12 hours, we put the horn on the top of the building. We are the tallest building in town now. We put all four directions. Just spreading, declaring the word of God. <coughs> That's all we did. One non-Christian comes to us and said, we were listening for many, many hours. Tomorrow's your big day, Christmas day. I want to buy dinner for all the church people who are there. I said, we get a lot of people on Christmas. He said, it doesn't matter. Give them the best dinner. And give me the final bill, not itemized bill, and I'll pay. Listen to me. I know God can do anything. Amen. Do you know him? Three Hebrew children are ready to put into the fire. But they, before they went to the fire, or they were thrown into fire, three Hebrew children are telling the king. Listen what he says in Daniel chapter 3. We know our God is able to deliver us. We know that. But if he does not answer our prayer, we will not bow down before you. We need people strong like these three Hebrew children. Those who know their God shall be strong. They will not give up. They will not quit. Because sickness came. Doctor told me in 2012, my wife is here. She is in the medical field for more than 40 plus years. She knows what doctor told her. You would have lost your husband in seven seconds. 
It's good you brought. She didn't wait for ambulance, nothing. She rushed, rushed me to the hospital. While he was trying to put the stent and all, you know, I'm talking to him. He said, are you not stressed out? I said, why I should be stressed out? I'm so blessed. I said, this is the way God wants me to take a little rest. So then he told me, you cannot travel anymore. Just stay home. I'm doing more traveling now. <laughs> preaching more now. Getting more busier now. Listen to me. I know my God can do anything. I know my God can do anything. Am I right? I know. I think your name is? Yes. Jared, God can do anything. Am I right? I remember many years back we prayed for you. I still remember. He was sitting there and came in the altar. And God did a miracle. So I know, I know God is able to do anything. My God is a good God. I said, my God is a good God. You must be strong. And there are five steps how you become strong. I have no time for that. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament. And the most of the New Testament is written by Paul. Now, in his old age, for him I can call, because he's gone, so I can call old. In his old age, listen to his heartbeat. Listen to his aspiration. In Philippians chapter 3, I want to know him more. Paul, we are from Christian Life College and Christian Life Church. Don't you remember? You met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Oh yes, I, I know, I know. And do you remember? You went through all the suffering, beatings, no food. You know, yes, I remember. Do you remember the shipwreck? Oh yes, I remember. But I want to know him more. What a testimony. What a heart cry. Because he knows one thing. The more you know him, he will get sweeter and sweeter. And he will get sweeter and sweeter. I know him as my redeemer. I know him as my sustainer. I know him. Pastor, Dr. Merrill knows. When the ministry started growing, I lost all my friends. I don't know, because of jealousy or hatred, I don't know. I lost most of them. But thank God for godly men like Dr. Merrill. I know one thing, if everyone will leave me, there's a God in heaven. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I know my God. I said, I know my God. I know my God. Now listen to me. To know God, you have to read his word. I told you about that. And when you read his word and meditate on his word, you will know his will. People tell me all the time, you know, they just come this, Dr. Thomas, I want to know the will of God. I said, do you read Bible? No, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I work five days a week, 42 hours. Uh-huh. If you 
meditate on His Word, you will know His will. Once you know His promises, you can face any situation. Put all your cares upon me. I care it for you. I'm just taking one promise. Be quiet in my presence. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Don't try to push panic buttons. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, the last portion says, In quietness, you have the strength. So when we come in his presence, we'll know who he is. Don't be in the rush mode all the time. Be in the rest mode, Lord, in your presence. I'm sitting to know you. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? We have taken some step of faith. Not because I have flyers and brochures. I don't have. People ask me in California, do you have a business card? I don't, I don't have a business card. I was teaching in Seattle Bible College. They said, well, how many books you'll be using for your teaching on leadership? I said, I will be using a lot of books. How many tables you need? I said, I need three tables for my books. So they put it three tables. They thought I'm bringing a lot of books. You, do you think it will fit in our car? I said, no, you need a big van. And when they arrived, they saw me with a small briefcase. He said, you are going to bring a lot of books? I said, yes. Wait till Sunday morning. You will see. I will have a lot of books. I opened my Bible. I said, I brought 66 books. What else you need? You have everything. Listen to me. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? I know him. If you know him, if you know he is a person, if you know him, that he is a person, you will build relationship. When you know him as an all-powerful God, you will know one thing, he can help you in anything. If you know he is ever-present God, then you will know is with you 24-7, 365 days. If you know that he knows everything, when you say, I know God knows everything, you will not have any concern, anxiety, or questions. You will not have. Because you know he is a holy God. That's 32 things into that. Let me close it. Do you know he is a holy God? If you know he is a holy God, holy God, your life will be different. You live a holy life. Do you know him? Do you know him? I want everyone to stand. I do not want Pastor Fred to leave this building. I want to have Holy Spirit, minister to you after you heard the word of God. Some of you are standing here with your challenges.
You are standing here with your problems. You are standing here with your difficulties, with your frustration, your disappointment, discouragement. I'm challenging your heart to know him. I'm challenging your heart to know him. It will be different completely. You will become strong. As a you will become strong. Every eye closed. I have three minutes. Every eye closed. God can do a miracle in one minute. As a God can do a miracle in one minute. One church here nearby, Wheaton, they had a big thing to replace the roof. And he called me and said, Dr. Thomas, we need a lot of money to replace and we don't have money. I said, I'm going to believe with you. God will do a miracle. Stones came. What they could not handle, God took care of in six seconds. Insurance company paid for the roof. We have a big God. If you have difficulties, challenges, sickness, sorrow, disappointment, come to the altar. I want to pray for you. Just make your way. Marriage, finances, health. Just come. Make your way. Just come. Today is your day. And if you don't know him as your savior, don't leave the church. You have to know him as your savior, your redeemer. Make your way to the altar. Don't leave this church without knowing him as your savior. Like I said last night, I didn't ask Pastor Dr. Merrill. I didn't talk to lead pastor, Dr. Merrill Jr. I didn't talk to the senior associate, Pastor Fred Joe, about any one of you. But God is here. The God is here. He wants to do something special here this morning. I said, God wants to do something very special this morning. Maybe you have uh, someone asked you to come to the altar this morning. I can sense it. Someone was just talking to you. Come to, come, come with me. You just come with me. You are here at the altar. You're in the right place. God is good. I want to stretch your hand to the Holy God. Healing in his wings. Provision is there. And the provision is there. Protection is there for you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Meet every need this morning. I pray you will meet every need this morning. You will wipe these tears. You will wipe these tears. You will perform your miracle. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Your miracle. Church, I need your help. Keep on believing that God is a good God. I pray in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. 
she will come to know you today as her sustainer. Don't give up, my sister. Don't give up. Don't give up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your dreams will come to reality. We bring the anointing upon her. You will give her direction what to do next. Thank you, Lord. So she will trust you completely and she will know you as her counselor. We thank you, God. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. I speak miracle in their lives. Speak miracle. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Kurabash. Wow. You're not here by accident. You're here by God's divine appointment. Touch your God. Do it. Your work. Your work. Pastor Fred, you can take over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. we uh, bring our time together to a close, if you could just turn the CD down. Thank you. I taught the, uh, taught the children an old chorus, and I just want to share that with you. It goes like this. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. 